You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Welcome to the San Jose Hockey Now podcast, your trusted source for all things San Jose Sharks on the Hockey Podcast Network. My name is Nick Floor. Joining me as always, but on the road, is Editor-in-Chief of San Jose Hockey Now and my co-host, Shang Peng. Shang, how you feeling, man? Uh, pretty good. Uh, uh, we're doing a car cast uh, right now. At least on my side, I'm just leaving the debacle against Toronto there. Uh, my flight tomorrow to Chicago is at 5 a.m., so I uh, had to fit in a podcast uh, for you guys, uh, but I uh, had to do it uh, with a limited time before my flight, and so I thought the best idea would be to do it uh, in the car. Yeah, and... Um... We're we're both getting over our own individual ailments here. Shane, you just <laughs> yeah. recent you just recently got your uh your booster shot. I have just been under the weather with a lovely uh daycare esque uh head cold essentially that my son brought oh. home from daycare. So uh the congestion is real and it's it could be worse. You know, I had to take a half day of work uh before Thanksgiving, so that was a little rough. But how are you feeling after that booster shot, Shane? Well, I should have taken a half day. Um, uh, Wednesday, uh, more, I, I got the booster shot on Tuesday evening. I actually felt pretty good in the evening. When I woke up on Wednesday, I felt pretty good. Went down for morning skate. I even tweeted at a couple people that had, uh, I don't know, uh, I think we were talking about a booster shot somehow. I mentioned that I got it and I was feeling okay. Um, and uh, I was feeling okay at that at the time I tweeted. Uh, but then little did I know that in the afternoon it would hit me uh, real, real hard. And I would say that that game, uh, that Ottawa game, I felt like uh, it was an out-of-body experience watching that game. <laughs> so I definitely should not have gone a morning skate. Um then we'll keep it together uh, for the game and uh, and and whatnot. Um, but yeah, that that Wednesday overall was uh, was pretty uh, pretty rough. And uh, Thursday Thanksgiving still still a little bit rough, feeling a lot better. And then today uh, finally uh, feeling 100% right now. There you go. So basically, your body was in the press box. But your your mind and your soul was kind of hovering above the ice the entire time, kind of wondering what was going on. <laughs> or it might have been the other way around. I'm not really sure. But <laughs> yeah. So yeah, if any of you fans saw Shang floating above the ice, that there's your justification why. <laughs> I might have helped the Sharks improve their team defense in a third period. That might have been me. So. Yeah, the you know, Sam Angels Donald. in the outfield style. <laughs> yeah, I, I was thinking more of Sam Darnold seeing ghosts. You had Ottawa freaking out because they saw you up there. So, <laughs> uh, This is our Thanksgiving special episode. And I say Thanksgiving special because you, this is going to be released on Saturday. We're recording this after the Toronto game, like Shank said. And um, we, we, we promised you an episode this week. And technically Saturday, the week has not ended yet. So... Um, in the, the spirit of the holiday, we wanted to take a, a quick second to give our thanks to you, the listeners, uh, everyone who keeps this podcast afloat, 
uh, specifically from me to Shang, because, I mean, very few uh, co-hosts or people would be doing the podcast on the way home prior to a 5 a.m. flight to Chicago. So just wanted to, again, give thanks to Shang for his dedication to this podcast and to the San Jose Sharks. And, of course, thank you to all the listeners and the people that somehow uh, listen to me for some reason every week talk about our favorite hockey team. So, Shane, what about you? What are we giving thanks for uh, this week? Well, I wanted to thank you, Nick. Uh, Not a lot of co-hosts would want to record a podcast at 11.30 when uh, he's got a day job and he's got a head code and he's got uh, he's he's got a a little boy, too. So (laughs) so uh, that's uh, very impressive uh, on uh, your part. And thank you uh, to the listeners. I thought that there was uh, uh, so much uh, Nick and I thought that there was so much news going on uh, this week uh, that we couldn't uh, not have a podcast and so we thought just a you know a little bit of a quickie today but you know let's uh, hit on some of the the big points uh uh, obviously uh with uh vander kane and doug wilson uh today and this week and also i just wanted to throw out one uh uh thank you to to everybody who's uh, contributed to my uh tip jar and uh, my travel tip jar and uh, I am going on a road once again. And so uh, any uh, additional uh, contributions there, I would be very, very grateful for. I will be on every game of this upcoming road trip. That's uh, Chicago. Uh, yes, I will be braving uh, the post-Thanksgiving uh, <laughs> the airport. Of course, I'm leaving at 5 a.m., so that's a good part of it. I'll beat a lot of the people there. Yeah. And then uh, going to all the games in New York and also uh, Columbus, too. So... Yes, I will be the only reporter in Columbus because everybody avoids it. So, <laughs> so yeah. So anyway, uh, 100% of your contributions uh, they go toward uh, my travel. And yes, uh, I, 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 the, the uh, you're at NBC. Do they pay for travel? Uh, uh, no, they do not at this point. I'm talking to them about helping out a little bit, but. You know, right now I'm a contributor with them. I'm not a, their full-time beat writer, uh, and so that's kind of the way it goes when you know you're a, you're a contributor. And so anyway, uh, any uh, support uh, I thank you so much for. If you have uh, if you have supported me in the past in that way, um, uh, thank you very much for that. I'm very grateful for that. And yeah, let's get the show on the road, Nick. Yeah, I mean, without further ado, let's hop into it. Um, on this week's episode, our little Thanksgiving special, uh, we're going to talk about Doug Wilson's unexpected temporary medical leave that he was uh, that the Sharks just announced today. And afterwards, we're going to break down the details of Evander Kane's options out of San Jose. And there's a reason why that's all we're talking about, because like we've said multiple times before, we believe he is not going to play another game in a San Jose sweater. So we'll just leave it at that. Quickly before we get into it, a shout out to our social media handles. You can follow the podcast at SJ Hockey Now Pod. You can follow the network at Hockey Pod Net. And you can follow myself and my ridiculous game day tweets at Nick Floor underscore. Shang? You can uh, follow me at Shang underscore Peng and find all my work at San Jose Hockey Now and at NBC Sharks. And a quick shout out to my son for winning over Sharks Twitter uh, during the Toronto game and putting my ass in check. Uh, he told me 
uh, Dad, the Sharks are trying their best. I told him I didn't think they were, and he said, yes, they are. So everyone seemed to love that. So. <laughs> it, was, it was quite quite hilarious. I'm sitting there like going on my typical rant, my verbal rant about their uh, defensive breakdowns, and he just looks at me and says, Daddy, our Sharks are trying their best. <laughs> he might need to join the coach's room. They might need some uh, additional positivity. So. Hey, he could easily, easily. He would trot in there. He would crank out a mo- motivational speech. I don't think most four-year-olds are not even four yet, but most four-year-olds would be able to do so. All you know, right, counteract some of that uh, negativity that might be coming back with a certain uh, number nine. Yeah, we're not talking about the spicy chicken sandwich <laughs> on Popeye's menu, the best number nine out there. Uh, <laughs> jumping right into the unexpected news that came out today, Shang. Uh, the Sharks announced that Doug Wilson was going to step down due to medical reasons. And, um, you know, we, we, it, was, it was very abrupt, kind of out of nowhere, Shang. And, and I, a, a lot of people, you know, myself included, we all either quote-tweeted the tweet or retweeted out, you know, just hoping that everything's okay with Doug and that it's nothing too serious because, you know, at the end of the day, you may not like Doug Wilson's moves as a general manager per se, but... Doug Wilson is a person and he has a family. And so uh, to see the overwhelming amount of support that was poured out from the Sharks fans and Sharks territory and even just the NHL community was just honestly, it was nice to see. Um, but from what we know, Shane, it, it's, it shouldn't be too severe, right? It's something like a, a minor cough. Well, we don't know that that aspect of it. Obviously, it's serious yeah. enough for him to uh, take leave. Um, yeah. I would say in terms of uh, it being a surprise or not, it definitely was a surprise. Um, but I, I would say, though, uh, just like uh, a number of reporters have noticed with Doug, uh, he has had this persistent cough since about September. And um, last time I talked with Doug was – before his Hall of Fame induction, uh, we had uh, media availability uh, with him a few mm-hmm. days before, um, a couple weeks ago. And that cough was still there. And that cough has been a regular part of whenever we talked with him for about a couple months running there. And so, you know, part of this time, obviously, this medical leave is to figure out what's going on there. Yeah. And, you know, as far as we know, as far as we believe, it's not COVID related. Um, so hopefully, hopefully, you know, he'll 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 be he'll be all right. Um, yeah, yeah uh, well, I guess I guess I, I guess we'll see. So so uh, I, I think uh, I think I think uh, I think that the best the best I can say there is that. You know, we know we know about this uh, cough. Uh, hopefully, there's not other issues. Um, but in this time, uh, hopefully, they can they can figure out uh, what's uh, what's going on. Um, but uh, yeah, um, yeah, I think there's a pretty good chance he'll 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 be okay. But you never know with these things. And again, obviously, it's uh, serious enough that he's taking this time. And so really really do not know so so don't don't want to speculate uh too much uh on that um but yeah uh but obviously the most important thing like you said uh is his health uh, over anything to do with uh, the sharks 
And yeah. so I'm glad that he's uh, taking this time. Uh, obviously not glad that it's happened, but glad that he's going to take this time to look after himself. And, and hopefully he comes back strong as ever. Yeah, exactly. Well said. And um, there was a couple, I wouldn't say weird things, but it was just kind of, uh, of course, with this and the timing of it, the speculation always comes sure. out, Shane, as you expect. Uh, the first thing that I saw after, obviously, the uh, support from most fans was the speculation, like you said. And it was uh, surrounding Evander Kane, who we're going to get into here in a second. But this is obviously not because of Vander Kane. So we just wanted to, to clarify that. People were like, oh, he just wants to like pass the buck off to, to Joe Will to have to be the one to make the decision. Like That's not – the Vander Kane decision was made a long time ago. Whatever decision that they officially well, announced. Yeah, let me, let me jump ahead there. I, I, wouldn't, I don't know if it was been made a long time ago. Um, from what I understand, it's been, a, a, I'll say, a very complex uh, uh, process. Uh, I, I, I can say that, um, yeah. and I don't know if a decision has, was flat out made a long time ago. I'll say that I, it is still my belief that he has played his last game with the San Jose Sharks, yeah. but it's not something that, um, I can say airtight or I would have reported as such. I wouldn't couch the language if I didn't gotcha. have to, you know? Gotcha. Uh, so it is my belief, still my strong belief. Um, but anyway, uh, to the point, uh, you know, we'll talk about Evander in a, in a little bit. Um, but to the point of, uh, Doug and, and the timing of it, I'm pretty sure. And we'll, we'll get confirmation on this in a couple of days when more news on Evander comes out, because obviously, uh, Evander is el eligible to come off, uh, the, the suspension list on November 30th. Um, but we'll, so we'll, I, I anticipate we'll get more news before that. Um, but I highly, highly doubt that that Doug Wilson would have left such a monumental decision for the franchise to his lieutenant. And granted, you know, AGM, one of his two assistant general managers, so one of his top lieutenants, yes. But uh, I would say that if Doug is taking his leave, that means that decision has been made at this point uh, today. That's fair. Or yesterday or whenever, you know. Uh, so that's why I want to clarify. So I, I don't think it was a decision that's been, that was made two weeks ago or a month ago or whatever. But I would say at this point, though, uh, it would make sense that that decision has been made. And now uh, Doug can and probably wanted to also get through the Hall of Fame weekend uh, without his health being a priority. You know, he wanted to enjoy the weekend and focus on his playing career and celebrate that instead of, you know, being asked about his health uh, yeah. uh, during that, you know, monumental weekend for himself, and understandably so. And mm -hmm. so probably those, those two things were two big things to kind of get, get through before he could uh, seriously uh, consider sort of or, or uh, be more willing to kind of shut it down for a while here. Um, and to clarify, too, day-to-day um, -day activities um, – uh, that's that's what Joe will be taking over. I don't think it means, though, that if there's something critical, like Evander Kane, that Doug Wilson is in a call away. Or yeah. let's just make, make up something that uh, the Edmonton Oilers are going to trade Connor McDavid uh, to the Sharks <laughs> for uh, Mark Edward Vlasic, uh, you know. <laughs> that would... <laughs> so I, I, would, I would presume that if, if there's something that is 
major, uh, a lot of financial outlay. Uh, obviously, Hasso will be involved, Hasso Plotner, the owner of the Sharks, but also, too, um, I, I believe that, that, that it still could be a call away there. It's not that kind of situation. As far as I understand it, I should double double check that. But, um, but yeah, uh, that would be, be my guess with, with, with that. Um, but anyway, yeah, the, uh, Doug is not stepping away because of Evander Kane. Though, yeah. yeah, though I'm sure the Evander Kane situation and the news that pops up, bad news that pops up every week, every two weeks with that dude, uh, obviously it doesn't help anybody's health, including yeah, yours exactly. as a fan. So, <laughs> yeah, one thing after another with him, but, um, exactly. One one final discrepancy and a, a couple of uh, I wouldn't say discrepancy, but it turned out to be a typo uh, mm-hmm. from what we know. Shang was the date postage, a very very small date postage on the infographic that the Sharks uh, posted up showed a date of August eighth, twenty twenty one. So the conspiracy started rolling out <laughs> after that. It it was like tin foil hat time, like I said, and multiple Twitter users. Uh, saw it multiple redditors saw it but um again i believe the sharks uh said it was a typo so the sharks the sh- i asked the sharks the sharks told me it was a typo uh but for what it's worth though uh like i said doug has had this cough since september he may have had it a little before then uh so it is it is possible that that it's sort of been in the works uh in, in some kind of way uh, like i yeah. said uh i i imagine that doug wanted to get their hall of fame weekend and to to kind of resolve, at least internally, the Kane situation uh, before taking this leave, and so, but maybe back then though they 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 kind of I don't I don't know I actually shouldn't speculate that far. Hey guys, we just want to take a quick break to thank this week's sponsor, DraftKings. The NHL season is underway, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer to celebrate the greatest sport on ice. New customers can bet just $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. Doesn't matter if it's a one-timer or a deflection. However they light the lamp, you win. And don't worry if DraftKings Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet. DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. It's pretty simple, folks. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Throw down $1 on any NHL game and win 100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. This week, one puck in the net nets you a big win with promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Well, what's interesting, I, I would say, though, that, yes, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Well, if we were going to move into, I mean, because we're, we're kind of drifting into that section or into that way anyways, moving mm-hmm. into our Evander Kane talk is, you know, just recently Elliot Friedman said uh, on the Jeff Merrick show that uh, Vander Kane's got his three-team uh, trade list. And he doesn't know if anyone's going to want to trade for him right now, but he's heard that the Sharks have let it be known that if somebody is interested, they would retain. And I'm assuming it's up to the full 50% the Sharks would retain. So 
if you want to dive even deeper into the pool of speculation, you would have to presume at this point that if if we feel as though Doug is comfortable enough taking, like the this, there's enough stress off of him now because these decisions have a, a, a you know not officially but essentially have been made from him and his staff that Evander Kane won't be traded, or can you not? Well, trade I don't. I don't know. Um... Well, first I want to. I just want to make 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 clear again that I do believe the Sharks when they say it was a typo. So let's just uh, dispel that. Um, yeah. But uh, in terms of um, you know, do we know that we know we we're? I'm pretty sure Vanderkin's not being traded. It has nothing to do with Doug's health or whatever. It's just that yeah. the, the the term of his contract. That's that's the the big thing that that people do not. Uh, give, I guess, enough credence to when they're making their Kane trade rumors and they're asking themselves, well, who wouldn't want a 30-goal score at $3.5 million? And, and, you're, and you're, if that's how you're looking at it, you're not wrong. Like, um, a lot of teams would take that risk because Evander Kane is a very good player. There's no disputing that. Yeah. But no one will take that risk for three years. And yeah. so that's why he's not getting traded. And we're, that's presuming that the Sharks will take 50%, which, which we don't know. Um, a team might take that risk if that three years and 50%, uh, if the Sharks will really sweeten the pot. But, you know, if you're thinking a second-round pick's going to do it, I don't think so. Um, and I would have been very sure of that before, before the Coyotes went wholesale this summer, buying up bad contracts for just second round picks. They kind of reset the market in that way. Prior to yeah. that, the market for back for bad contract, going back to look at what the Vegas Golden Knights did during the expansion draft, right? It was always the first round pick, even for one bad year, you know, even one bad year at 5 million, that, that would cost a first round pick back then. Uh, the county sort of reset and did kind of go uh, bargain basement on that relatively, uh, buying out a, or taking on a lot of bad contracts for second round picks. Um, but they might be done with that, though. I'm not under the impression that they're open for business like they were in the summer. Um, and who knows if they would want a Vander Kane in there anyway. You know, the guys that the county's brought in, they probably at least wanted guys who would be good leaders for their young players, good examples, guys who would take sort of the diminished status and, uh, you know, being just kind of disrespected by, you know, uh, be, by being, you know, kind of tossed out of town, like Andrew Ladd out of, out of, out of, uh, the Islanders guys who would maybe embrace the challenge of, of a new place, a place where, where, uh, you know, their leadership might be welcome, even if their game isn't what it used to be, you know, does that sound like a Vander Kane? <laughs> Probably no. not. And so anyway, um, so yeah, so a trade is still highly unlikely, but I never want to say never, never on it. Um, but I would think that it would take a first round pick or two first round picks. And I don't think uh, uh, a Sharks organization or Doug Wilson or Joe Will are, that's a price that they want to pay. Yeah. Not to mention, even if uh, Arizona was, in play, like we've talked about before, saying uh, they already have the Sharks' second-round pick. That's why Aiden Hill's on the team. So, oh yeah, that's a good point. And yeah, you brought this up, Nick. Um, you know, picks as they get farther away from the closest year, they lose their value. Uh, yeah. Just, uh, just for, uh, just, just example. Um, Lane Peterson, right, was traded for uh, the Sharks traded a twenty, what twenty twenty-four fourth-round pick for him. Now, fourth-round pick sounds pretty high for Peterson that we've seen so far. 
um, hasn't shown much more than a fourth line game. Uh, I know the Sharks liked him uh, in the past, and that's why they traded for him. Uh, but that sounds like an overpay, right? And it is to some degree. But uh, uh, fourth round pick in 2024, you know, I think uh, by some kind of uh, some some calculations, the way some teams factor it, that might be more like a sixth round pick today, kind of. Just to give an idea. So a second round pick in 20. Uh, 2020, uh, 20, well, I'm, I'm losing my years, 2023, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. The, the 2022, the draft, that's upcoming one is, is, is definitely not as valuable as a 2022. So indeed. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're right about that. Yeah. And, and, uh, the sharks would be an absolute, they would be fools to give up a first round pick to get rid of the contract. Right. You're, you're shooting exactly. yourself in the foot at that point. Especially where the franchise is. It's not like, like, uh, you're the Tampa Bay lightning and training for Barkley, Barkley Goodrill. And you're pretty sure your first round pick's gonna be a very, very late one. You know, in that case, yeah. then you know, if your first is almost like a second, you can make an argument. But uh, when you're the Sharks and you're lose, you're gonna lose a chance possibly at uh, William Eklund or Tim Stutzel, even though they didn't know at the time. So I'm not, uh, I'm not, uh, I'm not blaming the Sharks for that for for that trade or attaching that pick because they had no idea that that pick was going to turn out the way it did. Uh, but you, you you get what I mean, though, obviously. You don't want to trade a, a pick that can be a lottery pick uh, just to get rid of a bad contract, especially where the Sharks are as an organization in terms of their system. Yeah, and just think of it this way. that For that Lane Peterson, to put it into like a context for some people who might not be understanding like just how far out that is, William Eklund will be buying us a beer by the time that that pick rolls around. So he'll probably be hopefully, the one to see hopefully, too. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> who knows? <laughs> he'll, he'll have moved on from uh, from a lingonberry juice to lingonberry wine. So Yeah. <laughs> Which, by the way, lingonberry sauce makes a great side on Thanksgiving. Really? If you're not, if you're not big into cranberry sauce, uh, for those of you who have been listening since the Stick Hungry days when I had my Nick Will Try It episode, I actually tried lingonberry sauce. And uh, I loved it. Loved it so much. How is it different? Was... I'm not a big cranberry sauce guy. So I hate cranberry yeah, how, sauce. How will that, yeah, how, how will this uh, sell me on this as well, a cranberry off, fellow cranberry sauce hater? It's not gelatinous, okay? It's not coming okay. in the can like ribbed and like sloshing out, you know? It's actual okay. berries. And it's it's it just cuts into the savoriness of like too much gravy. Like when you start piling mm-hmm. on gravy on top of everything, you know, it starts to get a little bit too savory. So you need something to kind of cut into that. And some people use ambrosia or a fruit salad. And a lot of people use cranberry sauce. But cranberry sauce mm-hmm. tastes like absolute trash. And I will die on that hill. And we will. San Jose Hockey Now apparently will. But <laughs> we will die on that Aiden Hill. <laughs> but uh, lingonberries are, uh, they got a different. One, you actually have the berries, like chunks of the berries in there as well. So it adds a bit mm-hmm. of texture. It cuts away from the savory, but it's not too overpowering. Like you yeah. can add as much or as little as you want into it. And it adds a, a nice little hint of sweetness, not too much tang or bitterness mm-hmm. or anything that cranberries bring in. So I'll give it a... Well, it sounds to me, though, that if cranberry sauce was fresh, you might like it more than... I've See, that's the thing. I've tried it before, but then yeah, we can get uh, on fresh this for a while. Sauce? Yeah, I've tried it, and like it's not as bad as the Jello type, but it yeah. still is just—it's got like a weird back of the tongue flavor to me that just okay. does not sit well. So, okay, okay. lingonberries right, on the well. other hand, great job, great job. Sweets. Well, once again, the sweets do it better. So, yeah. Hey, what are you gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> um, 
we were going to talk a little bit about uh, going back to the fun, fun topic of Evander Kane. Uh, uh, let's talk about Lingonberry Jam still. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure people would rather listen or listen to us talk about our Thanksgiving dinner than the Evander Kane. I gotta situation. say, yeah, people like, uh, you know, like, uh, no, we don't, we don't hate the the the, the clicks that Evander Kane brings us. Like, we 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 can't say we hate it as yeah. uh, you know, people in our industry, the views, the whatever, right? But. Yeah. Don't like it that much, though. Uh, I, I, I can definitely tell you among all the reporters on the Sharks beat that that when we got to write a Banner Kane story, it's like, not another one. <laughs> yeah. There is there is no joy in Mudville for those. Yeah. The the clicks morally aren't worth it at the end of the day because it's just <laughs> – uh, just leaves a bad taste in your mouth that this light beer just doesn't wash down. So um, one, one – um, example that i brought up to you as to um trading winning for mm-hmm. culture was carolina and it, their their name has been brought up a lot sure uh, as far as possible trade candidates for evander kane just because the price tag would fit if they drop like a lesser depth uh, winger and acquire mm-hmm. if the trade were to go through at 50 percent sure. retention but we talked a little bit about um you know, the biggest example for them is them taking on Tony D'Angelo. Right. And that example, you can't really bring that up as the same. And I think that kind of goes back to your point with um, the term as well as the cap hit and everything else that kind of goes along with the Vander King. Because at, at any moment, it's everything could just blow up instantly. Right, right, right. That's why the term matters because yeah. there is no, you know, you can't just cut him if, if he fucks up again, which. You know, you almost know he will. <laughs> let's yeah. be honest. At this rate, right? It and so, right. And so, you know, the case of Tony D'Angelo is, is instructive because when the Rangers offered him up around the league uh, with his big contract, and the Rangers waived him, if you remember, there are no takers because nobody wanted the same thing. Yeah. Nobody wanted to take the money and the risk. Um, same thing with the Vander. And so, what's going to happen with the Vander? I anticipate is. When he becomes, if the Sharks do buy him out or he becomes a free agent of, of any sort, then there will be interest because then teams can be like, well, we can take a chance and if we don't like him or he does something, then we can cut him immediately. That's the power that the teams want. That's the power that the Hurricanes have on D'Angelo now. D'Angelo is on a one-year, one million, and what greater, greater motivator for D'Angelo to stay on course uh, than a contract like that? And so that's the kind of contract that a team will want on Evander Kane. Uh, they do not want three years of guaranteed money, even if it's at a reduced rate. Yeah. And, and especially for the normality of a headache that Kane has proven to be off the ice. You know, if it was just one thing, uh, maybe a team would consider it. You know, they would do internal whatever, like research and whatever and they might come to the conclusion like hey we'll take a chance there if it's just one thing even a couple yeah. things um but it obviously is not just one thing or even a couple things if you go back obviously to his days in winnipeg also and so no team no team will take that risk even with the even with the reduced salary um like i said unless the sharks offer a ridiculous package of other sweeteners to really make this taste delicious, uh, not 
like cranberry sauce uh, for uh, uh, for for the buy for the buyer potential buyer. Uh, but then obviously for the sharks, then you're hurting yourself in that process. And so yeah. anyway, so yeah, you're taking away William Eklund's possible line mate, and that's not it's not okay. So right, yeah, it's possible um, future line mate, not Vander Kane, but but yeah. it's possible future line mate. <laughs> yeah, Vander Kane's not going to be the in the picture. Um, so, so let's move forward chronologically here. Um, mm-hmm. We assume he's going to get waved down to the San Jose Barracuda to free up a roster spot. Am I correct? Uh, I mean, I, I know that's been reported in a couple places. That is really not, not necessarily to him actually just reporting, but just to free right, up a right, roster right, spot. Right, 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 um, right. Yeah, uh, that that would that would make that would make sense uh, right now. And, you know, you can, uh, when you bury somebody in the minors, you can save about a million, uh, a little more than a million of their cap hit. And yeah, also there's that, there's that roster spot too. Uh, but yeah, like you mentioned, alluded to, I, I find it highly unlikely that he will ever report there. And honestly, more power to him. He's an NHL player. I mean, he, based on his on ice performance, there's no reason for him to be there. So if he thought that, then... And he doesn't think he deserves the kind of humble pie that that, that people want him to eat. Yeah. You know, that's his that's his prerogative. Um, you think I would the sharks say, would ever tell him to not show up? I, I would I would say that that's that's where I wonder. I I don't know. Uh, I wonder if the sharks would give him that honest chance uh, if he wanted to kind of really show something to. The organization and to his teammates so i wonder if that would be legit also too if you think about like i mentioned it's complex um so i wonder too that if for the pa if the pa were involved the nhl pa um that maybe they would need some kind of show of faith that the sharks were willing to give evander some kind of chance you know before the, the pa kind of lets what happens happens yeah, uh, because the PA isn't going to let one of their guys hang in a win, even if it's a not very popular, popular guy, um, because gotcha. that looks bad on them as an organization. You know, they're a union, you know, so just think yeah, about they represent how the unions work. Right. So so even if it's a guy that is unpopular, who did this, who did that, the worst things, uh, allegedly, um, they're going it's their job as a union to, to protect their their guy, which therefore protects their entire union. Um, and so, so that's possible too. And that's just, again, me speculating. Um, so I would say that, that I, I wouldn't totally rule that out. Um, and that makes sense why that's been, that's been reported because maybe that is sort of a lifeline, uh, for Evander Kane back to the Sharks. But then you have to look at it from Kane's side though. Like, do you want to go back into that locker room where a lot of people dislike you? Uh, and maybe there is no fresh start with some of these guys. You know, maybe not all of it is your fault. Who knows? You know, like, yeah. we're not we're not in on everything that happened, obviously. Um, and so maybe he doesn't want to come back. And maybe the, the best start for him is somewhere new. So it wouldn't be to go down to the AHL, which, by the way, he's never played in the AHL. Uh, he yeah. went straight from his draft to the line of Thrashers. So straight from juniors to the NHL. Um, so, so I think that's a question that, that we don't know either. Does Evander Kane even would, you know, want to come back to the San Jose Sharks? Yeah, it's um, easy because... for the Sharks locker room to use him as a scapegoat, given his current 
like status and what he's been doing essentially we don't know if there were issues that he's had with players yeah 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 we 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 don't know that um so um so yeah so i i think i think that that's a a very complicated question obviously will will get to be answered um but But, anyway um oh i'm sorry go ahead nick no, no, I was just going to steer us along here, like moving forward chronologically based on what we believe is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're going to put the numbers out there right now because uh, it'll be a long time before we can talk about the buyout numbers once it happens because the buyout won't open until the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're presuming, Shane, correct me if I'm wrong here, that the Sharks are going to buy him out, um, barring not trading him or not being able to find a suitor. The Sharks are going to buy his contract out at the end of the season, correct? Uh, that is that is my guess. Uh, so yeah, that's what um, we're going to. That's our our prediction, essentially. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't so far as call it as a as a assumption. Yeah, uh, because that sounds like it's preordained. But uh, that is my that is my guess. Um, I would say that in between that. So basically, uh, if he does get sent down. And there might be some element of, you know, this year and probably has to be clear with some people that perhaps, uh, you know, he takes a, a personal leave of absence. Maybe it's a mental health thing where where uh, he says that, that he's going to go get get some help. Um, and then that's how he sits out this year and he gets sent down. So the Sharks get to save a little bit on the cap, but the Sharks still have to pay him the, the you know, the rest of the way. But that probably means they can put him on LTIR. I got to look into that in similar cases, uh, like John and Druin and that sort of thing. But I would think mm. that, that that means that that the Sharks do get that kind of sort of cap help or uh, or relief. Um, so anyway, um, that's up to that point. And then when, when, he, when if they do get to the point of, of buying him out, um, then uh, what happens is, of course uh, – uh, and you broke this down, uh, Nick, and uh, I'm sure a lot of you guys have looked on uh, Puckpedia for stuff like this, uh, where Kane's uh, buyout is, I think it, I think it starts at 3.6 roughly, and it goes yep. to 4.6 for year it, it two. Goes, I got the numbers right here. It goes Great. from 3.6 Go to two point, and, and these are all six, 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 seven, six. Yep. six so just just to put that out there, so it goes from. Uh, it's spread out over six years. It's double his current term. Uh, mm-hmm. It'd be three point six for the first season, two point six for the second one. So the twenty three twenty four season, uh, in twenty four twenty five it jumps up to four point six, and then that would mm-hmm. be the normal end of his term. So then after that, his next three years are at uh, one point six for those three years. Not not spread out over the three years. But it's one point six 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 seven per year, all the way until the end of the twenty seven, twenty twenty eight season. So yeah, with that with that buyout information, Shang, you know it's it's spread out over those six years, so twice the amount of time uh, time length, obviously, as if they were to trade him for that fifty percent retention rate, essentially. Um, but the cap hit essentially varies, and towards the end of the last three seasons, the $1.6 million uh, shouldn't be killing the Sharks because they'll have a lot of big names coming off the books essentially at that time. So um, it, it's really about whether or not the Sharks 
will have to give up a high-valued asset to essentially get rid of a Vander Kane, or they continue on and do what we are predicting or guessing uh, they're going to do and do this buyout. Yeah, um, I think when you ask yourself what's better, a buyout or a trade, if a trade even were on the table, which we don't Mm -hmm. know, but... As you mentioned with the buyout, years one to three, I mean, yes, you have that one particularly bad year when it's 4.6, but it basically matches what half retention would be. And so that sounds great. It sounds like, hey, let's trade him then uh, and let's, uh, you know, let's give up some asset. Um, so then we don't need to deal with years four through six of the buyout, you know, 1.6 million each year. But then you ask yourself, then, what asset is worth it, right? Uh, Or what would you give up uh, so you can avoid the last three years? And like you mentioned, 1.6 isn't the the worst. Uh, Like you mentioned, the Sharks have contracts coming out the books. Also, too, by that point, you hope the salary cap is well on the upswing once again. So that 1.6 won't matter as much. And so that's, once again, why you don't want to even contemplate trading a potential lottery pick just to get this contract off your books. Um, Second round pick, sure. You know, that that might be okay if a team were willing to take some future second round picks, even a couple of them. I don't think a team will, but if a team were willing to, and then that to get the 1.6 uh, you know, the last three years uh, of the buyout, years four through six off your books, okay, maybe maybe that's worth it, even if you have to retain uh, years one through three because that, that's a little bit uh, that's a little bit painful. But yeah. or retain fifty percent. Um, but again, I, I think though that if you're considering a trade, obviously it matters what you're parting with. And I'm not seeing where it's even worth it for the Sharks to be trade trading first uh, to get rid of this contract. And, yes, yeah, definitely worth it to trade seconds, but you need to find someone willing to take on such a deal. And before, like I said, uh, it's a good thing you brought up Arizona, and we talked about Carolina. Those are two teams that people keep bringing up. Oh, the Sharks can't just trade them there. The Sharks can't just trade them there. So before this summer, I would have said no way because, again, the value of, uh, of a big contract like this was definitely in the first-round territory, uh, mm-hmm. if not a couple of them. Uh, Arizona has recalculated the market, but I don't think they have enough. So, again, I, I, I don't, I, I'm not seeing that with them. Yeah, and, you know, Shang, at the end of the day, it all boils down to uh, it doesn't matter. The Sharks are still going to be at the short end of the stick on this one regardless. Um if they do find a trade partner, they're going to be given up an, an asset of some sort. And if they do, uh, like we're guessing, buy him out, they're going to have not just one buyout contract, but two now. Because uh, yeah. we bought out Martin Jones. <laughs> and so. maybe maybe three when we get to Vlasic's contract. Oh, but dear Lord. Anyway, yeah, um, there there is no... Uh, happy ending here. Uh, yeah. in any any way any way you 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 cut it. Um, I don't think some I know some fans still hope there's some kind of re- redemption arc for Vander Kane with the Sharks. Uh, definitely not seeing it. Uh, definitely don't want to promote that with some of the other stuff that 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 he's been uh, alleged to have done. Uh, and also on multiple occasions too. Uh, and. So I'm not I'm not seeing that uh, some kind of redemption arc with the Sharks. Uh, I'm not seeing 
uh, that they can they can get rid of his contract like magic for you know just a a second round pick or just a third round pick or or whatever. That's that's not happening. You're getting you're not getting out of the contract that easy. Um, you know, obviously he wants his money, and hey, you know what? Uh, he signed a contract, all, all all rights to him to get his yeah. money. So he he's not going to just retire and walk away like like people dream. Um, and so you got to face the hard reality uh, of it that if you want to get rid of him, it's going to be through the buyout process most likely. And if you you know, if 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 you if you want to keep them somehow, that yeah, you're gonna get that scoring, but you're gonna get a guy that has that that has. I'm not gonna use the word broken because that's too strong a word, but a guy that has disrupted three different teams' locker rooms, you yeah. know, Winnipeg, Buffalo, and now San Jose, and now you want to give him another run of it, and. You might even want to give him a run with your Barracuda prospects too. Are are you kidding? That that yeah. to me that to me is outlandish. Um, so I just not not seeing it, not seeing it. You know, even for even for Evander too. Uh, you look at it, uh, on on uh, from from his side. Um, again, like like we asked, you know, what do you want to go to the Sharks seat or go back to the Sharks even the Sharks locker room um, that doesn't seem like they want him around where no one offered a shred of support through yeah. all of these allegations, at least publicly. Um, does he want to, you know, go to the AHL where he's never played, ride the buses, you know, got to, you know, you know, he, he has to play nice and humble when. You know, uh, I don't know if he thinks that, that that that's a place that he needs to be at. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, when you, you really do have to take his point of view into it as much as people don't really care about it because of how they feel about him. Um, he still will be a huge decider in where he goes, what he does. Absolutely, so. yeah. Yeah, just a reminder of that, you know, like – the decision that the Sharks make uh, is is not going to be a unilateral, you know, fu of Andrew Kane decision. Uh, yeah. You know, Kane will be a part of that decision making. Again, part of the PA, part of the union, uh, part of the league too. Uh, you know, this is not this is not a, a place where where the Sharks can just be. You know, people would love it, but Sharks can't just wash their hands of the contract and 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 throw them out of the league, throw them out of the team, that sort of thing. It's just not how things work. Yep. Well, it's going to be interesting. We've been saying it for how many months now? Six months now, it feels like. Uh, wait and see. And we're coming down to the last couple of days when when a lot of this news broke out. And when we were talking about this uh, personally, Shang, it was uh, seven days. I believe it was Tuesday mm -hmm. when we were talking a lot. And uh, now it's coming down to just a few days when that suspension is over. And the, the verdict will have to be made, essentially, or the decision from the Sharks organization will have to come through and it'll be interesting uh, one way or, uh, or another how they're going to do this. Do you take the possibility of planting that that player back into your locker room and uh, attempting to do what most have deemed impossible or do you have to take the unfortunate road of buy out and suffer in the cap for however long that may last so who knows shang we don't not right now at least but we will in a few days so <laughs> well we'll 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 know a piece of it i don't know if everything will be resolved by then but uh we'll know we'll know 
uh, big piece of it, obviously. Yeah, the, the biggest piece of the puzzle will have to be, uh, you know, set in, in, in place here within the next few days. So, either way, Shang, I think that's pretty much going to wrap it up for us today. For those of you that are listening that are wondering where the hell your Sport Logic stat of the week is, uh, we're not doing the one this week. I don't even think you're going to like them either way, <laughs> based on what uh, <laughs> we've seen from the Sharks, especially this performance against Toronto. Um, if you want to look at any of the uh, lovely stats, you can go look at some of Shang's tweets, especially that horrendous second period against Toronto. But we're not going to talk about that right now. We've already talked about enough bad stuff. So I think that's pretty much going to wrap it up for us here today. Uh, thank you all for being patient with this episode. And uh, thank you for taking time out of your weekend to listen to it because uh, we usually aren't part of your weekend routine. So uh, let us know if you like these weekend episodes. We might do a, a weekend release or, or we might not. Who knows? This is all fluid. You know, this is, we're just going with the flow here, fellas. Um, so, uh, Shane, do you have any more closing thoughts for the folks before you take your lovely? Oh, you got a pack still. Oh, geez. <laughs> yeah, I got to write a story, too. So. Oh, man. He's toast. <laughs> about he's about this uh, disaster of a game tonight, too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, anyway, um, on the bright side, and we've talked about all bad news. So I just wanted to share on the bright side that. Lingenberry jam sounds pretty good, so give it a shot, guys. Yeah, that's that's the best part of this episode. <laughs> Lingenberry. I think it's technically sauce. I'm not sure if it's jam. Oh, or good sauce, point. Yes, jam. You put on bread, sauce. Yes, yeah, so probably lingonberry yeah. sauce, but jam sounds good too. Yeah, exactly. And lingonberry gonna... drink. My personal favorite at IKEA is to combine the lingonberry drink with like a Mountain Dew or whatever crazy thing they 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 have there and just make my own concoction and so yeah so uh that would be my my recommendation of of the of the week well you heard it folks head on down to your local ikea and do the shang concoction oh, but don't do it with pepsi or coke i don't i don't remember what they have there because that probably is disgusting do well, yeah, it with, do a, it with, with a, a fruity soda something light <laughs> something light you know no dark stuff that's you don't mix that together that's ew. that's just way too thick at that point so all right, that's going to pretty much uh, do it for me. i got to go decongest some more and maybe do a nasal rinse with something. I don't know. i, I got to get to bed. But <laughs> uh, Thanks again, you guys, all, uh, all the listeners out there. Everyone, thank you again for your support thus far. We're going to continue to bring great Sharks coverage for you all. Um, stay safe out there. Get your booster shot if you're eligible. And stay hydrated. Stay hydrated.